The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and I hope all of you are having a great new year as we are celebrating this year the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, and you know I'll be talking about that the entire year. So excited about it, and very excited about our guest today, uh, because today... Talk about the ADA and having access. We have with us the executive director of the Assistive Technology Industry Association, David Dichter, as our guest. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you. Well, and it is wonderful to have you. David, would you first tell our listeners, how did you first get involved in the disability community? Well, you know, I've I've been a I've done a lot of work in the disability community, and professionally, um, I started out as a teacher in special education. Um, I worked with uh, primarily young children in early childhood education and elementary schools, and worked with uh, a whole variety. Worked in a variety of classrooms, and um, and really understood um, the 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 importance um, of not only working with my students, but really understanding the needs of families uh, who had children with disabilities. But I often talk about how I go back to when I was five years old, um, which I think is the starting point where I started to understand disabilities. And and I think about it often. Uh, When I was in kindergarten and moved on to first grade, there was one child who stayed back in school. And I think today I... I probably would would just characterize that child from from that point of view as a child who potentially had a developmental disability. And I didn't understand why that child wasn't moving along with us. And I didn't understand why they were not being treated the same as all the other kids with us. And I think that has stayed with me through my entire life, um, professionally and personally. And so I have been uh, a teacher and, uh, and then moved into, as technology came about in, in, in schools, not only for myself personally, but understood the potential power of how technology could help me as a teacher and could help my students um, learn and, and achieve even greater things than what they had been achieving in school. Um, so that was my, my start around uh, integrating technology into the world uh, that I worked in, which was in, in, in K-12 school environments, and uh, which has led me to many different uh, career paths along the way, some of them uh, training professionals and teachers around 
uh, assistive technology, actually taking assistive technologies and helping uh, uh, the general education environment understand the power of that technology, not only for disabled students, but for, for the general uh, population of students. And then now to the executive director of uh, the Assistive Technology Industry Association. Isn't it always amazing how we can remember things from our childhood? I mean, that is amazing, that impact that had on you. But, but it does, and guess what? It still does today. You know, the way children with disabilities are treated or viewed still has an impact today on others. And so I hope you're all listening to that. In David's case, it worked out for the best because, as he mentioned, he is now the executive director of the Assistive Technology Industry Association. So, David, why? so we won't keep everyone in suspense here. How about if you describe what ATIA is? Sure. So, um, ATIA is is the the leading um, association for the industry of companies and technology companies and resellers that that make the assistive technology primarily in the high tech kind of the the computer world and access world um, uh, around around learning and independent living uh, and technologies around blindness and low vision. Um, we have an incredibly rich um, set of companies. Uh, right now we have about 140 company members. They also include information technology companies, companies like Microsoft and Hewlett Packard and Intel, um, who are all either making technology for, for folks with disabilities or they are supporting within their own products and working with assistive technology companies to make sure that products work together. Um, our membership is incredibly diverse. Um, we primarily focus on, we, we talk about five different segments. Um, we focus on companies that make augmentative and alternative communication devices. Um, those are technologies that uh, help people who have um, speech disabilities and communication disabilities. Um, we have companies that make um, low vision technology and blindness technology, so technologies for folks who are blind. Um, we have a whole array of companies that make technology for various ways to access computers um, and, and other parts of their, their, their environment. Um, and then we also have this another rich segment of our, our membership that also make technologies around learning uh, and school-based technologies that help students learn, whether it be math or, or reading or writing, um, and to be successful. Um, and then there's another group that also makes technology around independent living and people who have uh, cognitive disability uh, and and. All of these technologies cross the lifespan uh, for 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 a whole array of, dis of of areas of disability. So I hope that explains who who our membership is, and we as an organization primarily focus on how to how to get awareness built and how to educate folks about all of these technologies. And and then David, you have conferences throughout the year. Is that what you do? 
Yes, we have um, three major events, and you know, Joyce, I know you've you've joined into uh, some of our events, and I know you've seen what we do. We've had we're going in actually in, in a week and a half, um, or about two weeks. Uh, we'll be in Orlando for our eleventh year um, for our Orlando conference. Um, it is just a fabulous event that we've worked very hard to create uh, an amazing educational program for professionals in the field, for um, um, for consumers, for folks who buy, you know, folks who have a disability who buy the technology, who need to use it, for parents and caregivers, uh, for anyone who's interested. Um, we have this this event in Orlando, and we have over 220 educational sessions that we put on on this show, and we have an exhibit hall of about 130, 140 companies that show the latest and greatest. It's the, it's the only place that you can go and find all the latest and greatest technology. Um, and this past year, we started our uh, first conference in Chicago, um, and it was an enormous success and very exciting um, to, to, to have a second, a big event in the Chicagoland area. Uh, as well, we do, we do a lot of focus on general accessibility, and we have a program called the Leadership Forum on Accessibility. Um, that's been going on for about three years, and that happens in Orlando every year. The focus of that event really is around employment and helping corporations and government agencies understand uh, the needs for people with disabilities and how they need to change some of their technology systems and be inclusive and really think about what they're doing as a corporation and how they're making their systems and their technologies um, open enough so that folks with disabilities are not excluded. And that is a primary, a primary issue right now. How do you not exclude because of the technology? I know right. you know well about this. Yes, but what a great point. And, David, for anyone listening to this show, if they want to attend any of these conferences, is this listed on your website, or how do they find out about it? It is. It's, our website is ATIA.org, and one of the things that we've changed over the past couple of years is our exhibit hall for our event is free to anyone who wants to come to our conferences. Now, of course, you have to be in near the Orlando area or near uh, the Chicagoland area or travel to, to get there, um, but we have made an effort to make sure that anyone who wants to come and see the technology, to learn about the technology, they can come to our exhibit hall. Um, at no cost um, and, and experience, you know, this array of technology. Um, our educational program has fees attached to it, um, just like many events, um, and we've tried to make that as reasonable as possible uh, because our real goal is to get as many people there as possible so that they then spread the word. And, Joyce, I know that you're all about kind of making sure that folks spread the word on a whole bunch of different topics, but I think that we, we, we need that desperately in the area of assistive technology. It's so important because people need the technology. Um, many people need the technology to, to enable their success. That is so true because technology has leveled the playing field. 
You know, I have been in employment for over 30 years. I started under an associate, the search firm, way back, and then after my accident, of course, Bender Consulting. But I can say that when I began my career, before we had all of this technology, many of these positions, many of these jobs, of course, this was prior to the ADA, it would have been impossible for a person with a disability to, you know, do these jobs. But now today... With this te- assistive technology and accessibility, Americans with disabilities can compete and can be in the workforce. And, David, it sounds to me as if you cover, like really, the whole circle because you cover companies that have products, but you also uh, people, consumers that have some individual thing they're looking for, if they were at your event, they too would be able to look at those, correct? Oh yes, and 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 not only um, you know some amazing things happen during our events. Um, uh, we often have a uh, a professional. Uh, it might be a physical therapist, it might be an occupational therapist, or a speech and language pathologist who comes with a family or comes with an individual and goes around the exhibit hall and they try out all the different technology and make some decisions about which piece of technology may be appropriate. On our last event in Chicago, a good friend of mine, they brought their mother to, um, to the conference. Their mother has macular degeneration and is losing her eyesight and is needing, she hasn't fully lost her sight, but she has low vision and she's needing some tools to help her do the things she loves to do, reading People magazine, um, really, you know, the mm. things that all of us want to do. And we went through the exhibit hall together and we talked about, and this is somebody who doesn't use a computer, doesn't use any high tech stuff, you know, she, she, she's not into some of it, but she found some technology that she believes in, and I think she's using it now because she went and bought some, that she thought this could really be the difference for me just just simply the difference for me to be able to, you know, relax on my bed and read this People magazine or whatever she wants to read, um, rather than straining her eyes and rather than trying to figure out how she's going to get this information. And it's really quite a powerful, it's powerful one by one. Each individual that I meet that, that gets to see it, uh, see the technology, it's, it's really what continues to motivate me and give me great pleasure in what I do. Well, you can all see that, too, in Orlando, Florida. What is that date, David? The date is January 27th. January 27th. To January 30th. We end on a Saturday. Okay. Um, We go go from from Wednesday. We start our pre-conference sessions. Thursday and January 28th and 29th and 30th, we have the exhibit hall open every day um, from 9.30 to 5 o'clock each day. All right, and listen, we'll be right back with David to talk about this further. If you just joined us, we're talking to David Dichter from the Assistive Technology Industry Association. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Talk, talk, talk. 
That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. We all share similar desires to be loved, to be happy, and to feel well. Your Inner Journey is here to support you, inspire you, and expand your knowledge of you. Tune in for new insights, meet our guests, get the inspiration you need to create the life you really want. Your Inner Journey with Penny Calcina is about her inner journey and your inner journey and the things that connect us all. Tune in every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for Your Inner Journey on 7th Wave Network. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us. We have as our guest today David Dichter. He is the Executive Director for the Assistive Technology Industry Association, and I've had the great pleasure of meeting him and being at uh, one of his conferences, the Leadership Conference that he's talked about before. And let me tell you, when you go to these conferences, they are gigantic. I mean, you just won't believe the wealth of information that is available for you, and you can go to ATIA.org to follow what they're doing and to know about all their conferences. David, a question I have to ask you, uh, funding. What do you do to get money for funding? Um, uh, for ourselves as an organization? Yes. Or, or, or for individuals? No, for, your, for ATIA. 
For ATIA, we are we are funded by our members, which are the companies that uh, belong to this organization by the industry. And you know, the other way we get our funding is we do hold these events, and it helps us support and continue to support the activities that we do. Um, but primarily, we have a membership, and that is the way we're funded. We have some work that we do through through certainly through government contracts. It's um, uh, we work with many many organizations. We work with um, uh, the Department of Labor's Office on Disability Employment and Policy uh, to help uh, bring about kind of getting getting the policy and 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 getting the information out to employers, especially to employers, about what they need to do and what they can do to improve employment for people with disabilities. It is a critical area. And Joyce, I know that you've attended our leadership forum on accessibility, and you know. Employment is, is, is critical and, and we know that there is such a low employment rate for, uh, for folks with disabilities and it has to change. And as you said, said earlier, you know, the technology can be an incredible leveling for folks with disabilities. It can level the playing field so that they can, can, can go to work can be in the workplace or can work from home um, and be able to be a full participant in that work environment. Um, and, and that's what we are trying to do with, with that work. That's right. And so if someone wants to become a member of ATIA, how do they do that? Um, we, we have our, because we're an industry association, um, only companies and organizations that sell and make assistive technology can become a member. One of the things that we've developed over the past few years, because we have so many organizations in the field of disability and in assistive technology, that we have created alliance partners uh, with a huge number of organizations. Um, We have Assistive Technology Act programs, uh, our members of ATIA. Um, We have local organizations. The Chicago Lighthouse um, became an alliance partner. Um, Easter Seals has uh, has been a partner. Um, the uh, National Federation of the Blind is a partner with us. What we know is that no one organization can get all of this information out to the huge numbers of people that need to hear it. Um, so what we've tried to stri- strive to do is to invite as many organizations in to work with us to promote our events and to help them gain better access for their membership or their or their constituents to be able to gain access to our our, our educational programs. Um, one of the other activities that we started this past year was webinars. Um, we had never done it before. We had done some with some small groups, but we had such a huge turnout for all of the series of educational programs, and we'll continue to do webinars as we go forward. It's it's just a great vehicle um, for for professionals and for consumers to learn about different parts of the world of assistive technology. And and I, you know, I just want to tell all of you, I would encourage you, if you are a new up-and-coming company or you're working in this area with products, with assistive technology, that, you know, you really should look into this membership. And, uh, David, I I know this may sound crazy, but why, why I'm asking you this is what if someone listening to the show has a special interest in uh, accessibility and techno- assistive technology. Maybe, for example, they have a child or a grandchild 
who is blind and or, or who uses augmentative communication, and they wanted in their estate to leave money to the association. Would they be able to do that? Um, we don't have a vehicle for that, but there are some great state agencies and great agencies that do direct service, which is where I would love to see them to, to be able to leave that money. Um, as an organization, we don't, we're, we're, we're not... Um, we're, we're a, a, a trade association, and I would encourage people to look clearly at, you know, one of the agencies that their, their child or grandchild are being served by, because what we know is that our government funding for assistive technology is very, it's not enough. Um, and that for, for, especially around children, for children being served, uh, by professionals and organizations and schools and whatnot, that they're often understaffed and that they're uh, that they need as much help as much donations, especially today given the economy. And we know that nonprofits all over. I would encourage people to look to organizations that support people around assistive technology. And there are lots and lots of them. Every state has 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 a small program funded by the federal government, um, the Assistive Technology Act programs, and those programs are really important in helping to get information out at the state level. Uh, for folks with disabilities. And I'll tell you what, David is so right. And, you know, I remember over maybe 10 years ago when I went to the very first conference, specifically this conference, was on people who use augmentative communication. And it was held here in Pittsburgh. And they brought in Judy Human, who at that time was the Assistant Secretary to President Clinton, to speak. And at this conference, so, you know, like this was in 1999, somewhere in 1999, um, toward the end of the year. I, I want to tell you that when she said, maybe there are three, 400 people in the room, who, whoever has employment here, raise their hand. And when I saw only one hand raised, one out of wow. all the, I couldn't believe it. Now, since that day, I have hired a person who uses augmentative communication, and I hired him, and now he's working at Highmark, and he's been promoted, and he's doing fantastic. But trust me, folks, you know, this technology not only leveled the playing field, it opened the door to freedom. Having this, it, this, this, it certainly does. You know what I mean? It opened the door to freedom. So I'm just telling you, I really think this is important. I've been to the White House several times, and I really believe that you will see the president really behind this. So, you know, if, if I were you and there was a conference in your area, I would go, I would get involved, because I think this is so important, what ATIA is doing and what they are all about. And once again, just so we have this, it is www.atia.org if you want to go to get more information about the upcoming conferences. Tell me, David, when you have these conferences, are you like a nervous wreck beforehand? Um, yeah, I'm a little less nervous than I used to be. It's been a, a long time I've been doing these things, and I, I kind of roll with more of the punches these days. But, you know, 
it's it's always exciting and exhilarating the anticipation of going to uh to an event there's always new things that are happening and exciting you know at our events we always have new products and new launches of new technology um you know some of the technology is just so exciting um it used to be when I was in classrooms and as a teacher that I could keep up with, you know, I had to know exactly how to use all the technology. As I broadened my career in assistive technology and I work across the whole industry, you know, for me, keeping up day to day with all of the different technology gets more challenging all the time because there's so much new stuff all the time. Just like in the general technology field, there's always just so many incredible things. And, you know, when I go to the events uh, that we host and, and to other events that are out there, other conferences, because um, I do attend quite a few, um, I get to, to sit down and see some of this amazing technology. And I guess the best part for me is that I get to see end users using the technology, um, whether they work for the companies themselves, because a lot of the companies, most of the companies are somehow connected to people with disabilities. I mean, either a parent started the tech, did design the technology because they have a son who has autism and they wanted to be able to teach their son or their child something, um, or they have a, uh, a partner or a wife that um, was blind, and they needed to solve a, a situation for them and help them become more independent. Um, so many of our companies started from that kind of starting point where it really was a passion and it was motivated really quite purely by let's help get this, let's help with this, this technology. Let's use technology and help someone. Um, and it's expanded quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. And we have many, many more companies and it's just exciting to see. So I get to, I get, that's the fun that I get to have other than, you know, the kind of the stress of making sure that, you know, all the, all the parts and pieces are operating. <laughs> Well, I know that you handle it, uh, and I'll tell you, folks, why I ask him that. You cannot believe how involved these co- this conference is and how many people are there, and it just runs so smoothly. Um, and, and just as David said, in many of these cases, with many of these products, it does come as a result of passion. Think about it. I started Bender Consulting Services to provide employment for people with disabilities, and I am a woman living with epilepsy, and a hearing loss. There's always, in many cases, there's always a passion behind something that either started a company or a product or, or just so many of these things. And it really is so exciting to see that and see what it can do. But right now we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, We are speaking to David Dichter, the Executive Director of the Assistive Technology Industry Association, ATIA. This is Joyce Bender. Disability matters, and so does accessibility. At voiceamerica.com, don't go away. We'll be right back with David. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. Owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joy Spender, where we are talking to David Dichter, who is the executive director of the Assistive Technology Industry Association. Here we have a products that have leveled the playing field for Americans with disabilities to gain employment. What a great thing to talk about, as this is the 20th anniversary of the signing of the ADA this year on July 26th, and that is one frontier, folks, that we have not conquered yet, and you all know it, and that is employment. So that is why this is so important. David, I want to ask you a question. What what would you say is the biggest misunderstanding about accessibility? Oh, I, I, you know, there's so many misunderstandings. I think, um, I think, I, I was thinking, as you were saying, talking about employment, I was thinking the biggest misunderstanding is, 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 is really the ignorance that exists still in the world. Uh, people with disabilities, you know, there's this, there's this 
fear or this misunderstanding that people with disabilities can't do the work in the workplace or aren't able to compete with the, with 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 their other with their other um, peers. And, and I don't believe in that. I think that with technology and with whatever support any one individual needs, they can compete and potentially be just the greatest employee um, that any company could ever want. Um, I think that that there's this there's this misunderstanding around the capabilities of people with disabilities, and I wish we could change that with a snap of our fingers. And we know we haven't done that yet. Um, the as you mentioned, the ADA strives to make those changes. Um, uh, so that's probably the biggest one out there. Um, there are a lot of other misunderstandings around accessibility, uh, like, you know, in general, I think that the companies, I think that there are, there are super high costs related to accessibility, and while there are some costs associated with it, the, the payback and the benefits to hiring someone and then having that accessibility put in to their workplace systems are far outweigh any initial upfront costs. And I, I truly believe that. Um, and I think that you've seen that in, in your life's work. Uh, and uh, and, and I, so I think that's a big misunderstanding. Oh, yeah, they, you're right. The misunderstanding being that they don't even understand that with this technology, you can work and you can compete equally. So that, that actually is a really good point, David. That's a really good point. Well, what happens to you, David, when you speak to the private sector? How do they react to you when you talk to them about uh, the need for accessibility? Um, I, you know, I get a lot of really positive responses from the people that I meet from the private sector. Um, I think that, um, and I do, I meet a lot of people at multiple, kind of at all different levels of a company. Often I end up meeting people who have some responsibility for including people with disabilities in their, in their own workplace environment. Um, but they're challenged because companies, especially middle and larger sized companies, big corporations, um, you know, there are so many different people who are responsible for different things and they're challenged in their workplace to make the kinds of changes that need to be made. So if I work in human resources and I need to deal with the information technology people because I've just we've just hired somebody who maybe and I'll use this this as an example, but maybe they're 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 blind and they need to have their computer, their workplace computer set up in a certain way with certain software and then they need to make sure that there are some systems that may need to be altered a little bit in the back end to make sure that person can work. And without the cooperation internally, without the higher level executives saying that this is a priority, it's hard to move companies forward. Um, for the most part, the people I meet are, are, are interested already, so there's already an interest. And we like to believe that when we get ourselves together with, with folks who are interested, that they become uh, the, the forces for letting other companies and letting their, their, the companies that they work with in their own employment to let them know how important this is so they can spread the word further. 
um, it's, it takes a long time. Sometimes I feel like it's taking too long, uh, and there are frustrations along the way. But I think people in general want to do the right thing, but not everybody understands the whole ramifications of how things may operate within their company, and, and it's important to continue educating them. That's what we do with our Leadership Forum on Accessibility. We have, this year, we have some speakers. Um, we have a senior vice president from, from PepsiCo, and they are making huge strides in changing the way that they operate as a company uh, in terms of including people uh, in employment with disabilities. And it is just amazing. And they started out on their on their process, and I think that they would say that they're not that they're not a hundred percent there yet. But I think that they would say that part of what's helping them get there is connecting with the companies and the technical accessibility the companies that help other companies make their systems accessible to understand what their needs are and then to change those systems. And that's what we try to do through this leadership forum on accessibility. And you know. Um that is so true what you said. The part, well, so many of these things are, but about leadership has to come from the top. If you're listening to the show and you are in executive management, listen to me. It's that word from the top that makes such a difference when it's something like this. If not, it just gets pushed aside. I mean it. It really does make a difference, and I say kudos, congratulations to all of you companies out there that are doing these things that you should be doing because you are allowing Americans with disabilities to work. You are allowing them to have an opportunity to work. Well, you know, David, you told us you have this event coming up in Orlando. Um, whenever they attend this event, I think you have you reviewed with me most of the things they will be seeing or hearing. Yeah, I've talked about a lot of it. Um, a separate event within the Orlando event is the Leadership Forum on Accessibility, um, and that's a really important event that focuses specifically on employment and workplace-oriented accessibility. Um, but the general conference, with its 220-plus educational sessions, across pretty much every disability and assistive technology that you can think of um, uh, is really quite a powerful, powerful educational program. Oh, it is. It is a powerful educational program, and I hope that you will all be part of it. Okay, a question that we had here earlier for you uh, is, David, are you still surprised today when you talk to someone in the general public when they are absolutely amazed and shocked that this technology exists? You know, I, I am surprised always that they don't know, but, what I, but I'm a realist also, and I know one of our biggest challenges in, in disability, in the field of disability and assistive technology, not only in the United States and North America and, de- and developed nations, but everywhere else in the world, is that people still do not know that there is this amazing array of technology that can change people's lives. And, I'm, and you know, you've said it, and I'll, I'll repeat what you've said. It totally changes someone's life 
when you have a child who has cerebral palsy is unable to use their voice to communicate and when they get their hands on or when they have access to an augmented communication device and they start communicating, it is the most powerful change that they can ever have in their life to give them an opportunity for success. And people don't know. People don't know. Doctors don't know that it exists. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting. I often use this, this analogy. Um, if someone is physically disabled and they are not able to get, you know, from point A to point B from the, from their house or go down the block, then we all, we, everywhere in the world, they, we understand that a wheelchair is the device that would help them get from point A to point B. What, what people don't know is that there are other technologies out there like a screen reader for somebody who's blind, like an augmented communication device, like an alternative input, a head tracking device to be able to fully use the computer. And people don't know about it. And I think it's one of our biggest challenges, as not only as an industry, but as a community, um, that even folks with disabilities don't know the amount, the kind of the array of technology. They, they're, they're just not aware, and it, it, it's a lot of work trying to educate everybody and make them aware. Well, you're doing it, David. You're doing it. Hey, if you just joined us today, we have been talking to David Dichter, the executive director of the Assistive Technology Industry Association. And if you've been listening and you say, "Oh, I wish someone else heard this that I know." Don't worry, because this show is archived, and you can go back to Voice America or BenderConsult.com and listen to the show. But right now, we're going to go to break, and then we'll come back to close the show with David Dichter at VoiceAmerica.com. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages, so tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo we'll talk about the weekend games what to look forward to hot topics in the news spin it old school which gives a back in the day approach from chuck a no spin zone where chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news happenings and more it's football news and happenings tune in for spin it with chuck foreman tuesdays at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific on the voice america sports channel Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us, We've been talking today to David Dichter, who is the Executive Director of the Assistive Technology Industry Association. And remember, you can go back and listen to the show. It will be archived on voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com. And we, David, have enjoyed having you on the show. I did want to ask you one question. What, what do you believe are the technology trends that will most benefit people with disabilities? Um, I think the current trends are smaller technologies, handheld technologies, um, integrating more technologies into kind of the, the devices that everyone's using uh, today and finding new ways to use all of that technology. Um, that's the trend. I think that's the trend in the general technology field, and I think it's going to be the trend for people with disabilities um, to be able to have greater access to the similar devices that uh, everyone else is using. Um, and, well, and I, I, I think that will happen. I, I do. I think it's already starting to happen. And how about the challenges? What are the biggest challenges affecting you and your industry today? I think um, we we always have challenges related to the funding of assistive technology. Um, assistive technology is often much more expensive than than mainstream technology, and in some segments that changes over time, and that technology gets built in, and it makes sense to build that technology in just to a general computer. But in a lot of ways, that technology doesn't get built in. It is very specialized kinds of technologies, and it requires funding, and consumers don't necessarily have enough money to purchase that. And I think it's incumbent on our, in our case in the United States, I think it's incumbent on our governments to support people with disabilities, because in the end, by providing a piece of assistive technology, it's far cheaper to have that person able to go to work, able to go to school, able to be more independent than to, to, than to not. Um, if they're able to work, then they are also paying taxes and they're also do contributing. And that's what everybody wants anyway. They want to be contributing in some way. And so the technology often is more expensive because 
instead of selling tens and thousands and millions of different kinds of devices, you're selling hundreds or maybe a thousand in any given year. And in order for a company to keep developing and getting that technology to be better, they need to stay alive. Very difficult to when you only sell small quantities of, of a piece of high tech equipment. Um, so that's a challenge, and I and I and I am hopeful as we go forward that there is better funding for people with disabilities to gain better access to the technology. I think that's that's my my hope. Me too. Me too. Well, David, you have really accomplished so much in your life. Uh, already, you know, as you told us from beginning with special education, you know, the journey you've been on, that here you are now known nationally in the United States um, for your work in assistive technology. But if you would look back on everything in your life, what, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? Well, I... <laughs> I have so I have a lot of things that I'm proud of. First, I have to I have to say that my son, so far, is my proudest accomplishment because he is just a great joy in my life. Um, in terms of my work life, I um, I have to say that the work that I've done around the Assistive Technology Industry Association um, to build this organization from when I started. It was very, very small. There were 60 companies that were members to work with all of them and to, to kind of grow our educational events and our, our conferences. Um, I'm, I'm really quite proud of what we've, what we've accomplished. And I can't just, I can't claim, uh, that's all me, certainly, uh, behind anyone who, who runs an organization. There are lots of people, uh, supporting me. There's all of my staff and there are a lot of them and they work very hard. They're working very hard right now trying to make sure that we're all ready to go in two weeks in Orlando. Um, but there's also, you know, the, the, the companies themselves who support this organization. So I guess from a sense of pride, it's the bringing people together and trying to make some change happen. I guess that's in the end because that's what I feel like I've done when I worked in schools, bringing people together, bringing parents and children together to give them hope about their child's future if their child has a disability, bringing teachers together um, with each other to help them kind of work together and, and, and move things forward in schools. Um, and so I, that's the kind of stuff that I'm most proud of. Well, that is wonderful stuff to be proud of, and you should be. Well, what message, David, if you had a message to leave with our listeners today, what would it be? You know, you know, there's so many people listening, and I guess the message is you are the foot soldiers out there to spread the word and spread the message about the fact that assistive technologies exist. They're so important in the lives of people with disability, and I think that it, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take having a large number, a huge number of foot soldiers out there, people who can carry on the message and make sure that folks with disabilities get what they need and what they have a right to. And I think that that's, that's the best message that I would want to deliver to everybody. And I hope you are all listening to that great message because if we don't stand up, if we don't speak up, 
we won't get anywhere. And what David's words, what he said to you, so important, so very important, because you do make a difference. David, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much, Joyce. It is a great pleasure, an honor to uh, to be on your show. I know there have been some fabulous people on this show, and, and I, um, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Well, we're honored to have you. And also, David, I want to wish you the best of luck at this upcoming conference that you have in Orlando, Florida. The date again. The dates are January 27th to the 30th in Orlando at the Carib Royal Hotel and Conference Center. And you can find out all the information you'll want about it on our website. It's www.atia.org. And for those who cannot attend the conference, they should be able to look forward to more webinars from us, and they should check out our website in terms of our education opportunities there because that may be a great alternative for them. And our membership directory if they want to learn more about individual technologies. All righty, that's at A-T-I-A dot O-R-G. That's right. You got All it. right, thank David, you. thank you so much. And listen, we always end the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and who else could it be other than Martin Luther King, Jr.? And his, this quote, I feel, relates so much to what we've talked about today, which is, a right delayed is a right denied, says Martin Luther King, Jr. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.